0: Hi, this is Jim. Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. You can find our book, the title of it is Got a Job, at Amazon.com. You can also find a link to that Amazon page where our book is for sale at BabyBoomerTales.com. Just click the subheading called Miscellaneous, and right there on the drop-down menu, it'll say My Book you click that link it'll put you into that amazon page where you can buy our book while you're at our web page you can also find links to many places you can hear our podcasts and you can just click it right there and listen to the podcast there on our webpage. last week we did a thing called our Silver Edition podcast, which I'm going to try for a while, where we play some of my very favorites from the days when I was first beginning my podcast. The reason I'm doing that is it seems like as I get more and more podcasts published, people don't go all the way to the very first anymore. And I feel that some of my very favorites of all time are back there in the first year I recorded podcasts. Maybe the audio and the editing weren't as good. I've learned a lot in five years. But some of those stories, I can listen to those and it takes me back in a way that maybe my newer ones don't do that. I don't know. Everything evolves. I believe in evolution. You ever heard that song? It's by Jeff Moore in the distance. It's a great song. It's not about Darwin or anything, no way. But this podcast has evolved like anything and everything. Things change. Cars evolve, television evolved. Mankind has evolved socially, sometimes not for the better. Things evolve for the worse. I'm not sure if man's evolving for the worse, and I'm not sure he's evolving for the better. Maybe I should say revolve. Like Revolver of the Beatles. That was a great one. And the circle goes round and round. Painted ponies. how did old Joni Mitchell put that. She had it pretty good there, I think. I'm just going to take it easy. Me and the Eagles are taking it easy. I'm just sitting back in my chair, kind of rocking back. Looking out at my pond. They say we're supposed to be in for another hot spell. We had some hot weather this summer that was very, very hot. Cooking hot. I tried working out on my lagoon during one of those periods, my wife and I, and I thought I was going to have a heat stroke. That's twice we've chosen hot days to go out there and do hot type of work. You'd think we'd learn by now. I mean, we're evolving, right? We should know this stuff. Wait until fall. Well, I want to get some of this stuff done seems to get harder every year. I know when I was in my 40s and 50s, I was full of it more than I am in my 70s. Full of what, you may ask? It, you know what it is. It can be any number of things, from not so nice things to wonderful, lovely things. I choose to think that I'm just full of kindness and natural goodness So whenever anybody tells you that I'm full of it, you just know they mean kindness and natural goodness. I'm full of it. Our song of the week is You Belong to Me by Joe Stafford, written and published in 1952. Many recorded this epic song besides Joe Stafford, who was a female, by the way. Patty Page recorded it in the early 50s, Ella Fitzgerald, the Dupree's, and this may be the version that I was the most familiar with, there was like a boy band of the early 50s, for lack of a better description of them. Dean Martin recorded it, but he did it a little different. Bob Dylan recorded it, and he always does songs a little different than anyone on earth has ever been able to do. It was in the movie Mona Lisa Smile with Julia Roberts and this great iconic song was frequently played on the TV show Ally McBeal. This song was released during the very infancy of rock and roll and I would call it a song that still had that big band era, maybe a little doo feel to it, but they just touch their toe into the area of rock and roll but Patsy Cline recorded it and her version is really quite fantastic see the pyramids along the Nile watch the sunrise for the Tropic Isle our fact of the week before 1687 Clocks were made with only the hour hand. After 1687, they had a minute hand. And about 10 years after that, they came up with the second hand, which kind of bombed at the time. And you really didn't see them for another 100, 200 years. I want to talk about my dad working at his grocery store. In a lot of ways, that's the way I knew my dad the very, very best. He would get up at, well, I want to say 6 in the morning, but it had to be earlier than that because once in a while he'd wake us up. If I had to go to work at the store that day or something was going on or I was in trouble and so he was going to make me get up in the morning. He'd wake me up at 6 and he already had bacon and eggs going and the radio on and you know the toast made and all that stuff. He liked to make bacon and eggs eggs over easy. Listen to Pete Smite's General Store. It was something like I tried to accomplish with our Kate's General Store. It was a morning radio show with old Pete doing several different voices. It was on KOA out of Denver and it was one of the few radio stations you could hear and get very well up in the mountains. It was always on every morning Now, he must have went to work at seven because growing up, if he didn't wake you up and mom woke us up, he was already gone to work, you know, wake you up for school or whatever. Dad was long gone. He was out of here and mom would make us breakfast, usually cereal, possibly French toast. She made good French toast. We called it egg bread, but dad was already gone. He was working. As I worked at the store, I remember very seldom him working in his office. His office in the old store was down in the basement. He had a desk and some file cabinets. But he was only down there for a few minutes, once in a while. So he must have done his paperwork first thing in the morning when he went into the store. In the winter, Dutch would always beat him to work because he had to fire up the old coal furnace that was down in the basement. So I don't know what time Dutch got there and my dad may have got there before seven. I always thought that the store opened at eight, but it's possible that it opened before so you could catch those guys going to work at eight, them some donuts or whatever. Dutch is the guy that my dad bought his store from. Dutch and Lefty were two brothers from an old-time family that kind of settled that country up in there. My dad came along and Purchased it from Lefty and Dutch. Dutch stayed on with us and he stayed with us until dad retired. And then I think he stayed for several years after that with a new owner. He was a good man, hard worker, trustworthy and dependable, likable and loyal. He was a first class human being is the best way I can describe Dutch. He was always there. He was my dad's right hand. That is a fact. My dad was always come home for lunch about 1, maybe it was 1.30. But I do know that he drove up the hill, got home, mom would feed him lunch. It was usually something like sardines or he'd scrunch up a bunch of soda crackers in a glass and put milk in it and kind of eat that with a spoon. It was weird. what Us kids used to eat that at the time, thinking it was okay stuff. Then he'd go and take about a 30-minute nap it was what you call power nap. I may be wrong on that it may have been 15 minutes but I remember it as 30 minutes. He'd lay on the couch and take this nap wake up put his shoes on go back to work until six o'clock. The store usually had four people working there besides Dutch and my dad he always had one woman working there. When he first bought the store he had Mrs. Doppelmayr work there and he had a high school girl Yvonne work there also back then. He also had Bev work there and my dad was a very fast mover and the only person I ever saw move as fast as my dad was Bev. Now they didn't move fast like wiry fast, they moved fast like they got stuff done so quickly and so efficiently that it would almost make your head spin. They were just so good and so so quick at bagging groceries or sweeping the floor or cleaning the cash register you know the check stand there whatever they had to do my dad could sweep the sidewalk in front of the store probably in less than a minute where you see these guys up and down the store take 15-20 minutes sweeping, lean on the broom waving the guys drive down the road you know people honk at you on Main Street and you raise your hand my dad could sweep that sidewalk like nobody's business to burn the trash He'd get the trash all burnt down in the basement, all the tops from the boxes and all the garbage and trash and stuff. We'd throw down the stairs. We'd burn it in that coal furnace. And us boys would just burn one box top at a time. He'd come down to fill that furnace in about 30 seconds, light it, and go on his way. It'd make us really wonder. Now, I've never been a fast mover like that. I can't move fast for nothing. Not like him He could get so much work done in such a short amount of time. He was the butcher for years until I think he cut a finger once too often and he finally hired Bill, the butcher. So there's always one woman, say Bev, and Bill and Dutch and my dad work in the store. He'd hire a high school boy once in a while. My favorite one was Billy. I remember Chuck, though. Chuck was a little closer to my age than Billy was, but he had other guys as the fifth person working there. Old John would do that, Virgil. But nobody worked as fast as my dad. Later we had Viola, and she was a hard worker and pretty quick, but, you know, I guess you had to. It's nothing like I go to the grocery store today, and the first place you go is into the produce section, There's about four or five guys putting produce out, and they all look like they're in slow motion. If you would have put my dad putting that produce out next to them, it would look like a cartoon. My dad would work circles around those guys. Maybe it's because he knew he had to make it. Those guys down at the local grocery store here in the town I shop at know they're going to get a paycheck no matter how slow they go. As long as they don't screw something up, probably. My dad always drove a pickup, and he put sideboards on it on top of the the bed, you know, and they were like a 1x12 that goes the length of the bed. And he always had a sign painted on there, Don's Market, with my little hometown on it. Both sides, always. Every time he got a new truck, he got new sideboards and painted a new sign on them. I think the reason he got Bill to be the butcher was he would come home Sometimes like six o'clock at night or something with his finger bleeding or his thumb bleeding and wrapped all up and he cut it slicing something. She so moves so fast, I think. Sometimes you know faster's not better. That's my battle cry always. Faster is not better in everything. I mean in some things it is. Car racing, hundred yard dash, stuff like that. Hot dog eating contest. You know what I mean. After 15 years of having his store, my dad retired. He started that store when I was five, and he sold it right around the time I was 20. I think he just worked himself so hard that the thing kept him going was that light at the end of the tunnel called retirement. I think maybe if he would have went slower and enjoyed the ride a little more, he may have stayed a little longer because he seemed a little lost once he retired from that store. He's the guy that gave his children a work ethic that no matter what, it'll stay with us forever. I really do appreciate it, Dad. I love you very much, and I miss you whole, whole, whole lot. Begin each day with a grateful and thankful heart and always be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.